Welcome to the Hobbies. This is Gene. This is Nicole. And this is Daniel. And we are a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Oh my god. I was so distracted by my ring light <laughs> that I wasn't even looking at Gene's oh. countdown. <laughs> I was looking at you dancing the whole time. It was hilarious. I hope I can make that into a gif. Oh. Um, okay, I when you said ring light, uh, I immediately saw the the ring reflecting off of your uh, your Zenny glasses. Love them. Hey. Oh, no, these are not Zennies. How dare you? These oh. are my bougie. <laughs> no bougie. <laughs> my sorry, big use um Man Crush Mondays. I don't MCM. I don't know. What <laughs> That's the brand. My Chemical Moman. Yes. <laughs> Moman. Um, my Chemical um, Mamon. Oh, yum. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, before we head into today's episode, which is going to be sweet, um, we have some fan mail and some updates. Um, really huge news for the um, podcast and the team. Um, we've reached over 15,000 downloads um, from 51 episodes. It's been a long journey from April 2019. How do you feel? And I forgot to also, no, I didn't forget. Okay, it's my allergy events, but <laughs> there were people who said that they've been been listening um, since day one while y'all reacting. I'm going to go get those names. Um, you know, sometimes I like I don't look at the stats I think maybe because I just don't have access to them so like stats just are never in my brain but it is always mind-blowing that people actually listen to us then it's not just our friends that listen to us <laughs> that we've conned into listening to us but it's cool it's um it's beautiful yeah Daniel oh when um uh, Jean when you sent that picture about like the 15,000, I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, we got listeners. <laughs> Are we celebrities now? Whoa, whoa. Where's our red carpet? Um, Honestly, we should get like, like uh, Queerty Awards or something. I don't ooh. Know. Some um, pod- podcast awards. So what, one of our listeners, uh, shouting out to at Puna, Puno Babe. Sorry if I butchered that. P U N O B A B E um, has wrote on um, their Insta stories that um, our podcast has made them feel less alone. So um, we're looking at you, Puna babe. Um, also, again, thanks for to the Filipino American Woman Project who always shouts us out. Um, they sent us a huge congratulations as well. Yeah, and don't forget to listen to our friends on the Gim podcast because our previews on there now. That's the kind of friendships we have. All right, so we got some feedback from our We Are Parents episode. Uh, so the Gim podcast wrote, "Excited! I have definitely become my mother. I sometimes stop in my tracks because I hear her when I say certain things." Um, and at Philippinex pages, it was when I found myself looking at a repurposed glass food packaging around my home that I realized, oh, I think I became my mom. Uh, so we're, we're glad that, uh, you know, it stirred some conversation, stirred some so- self-reflection. Any thoughts on, on some of this feedback that came in? <laughs> I feel like there is always a, a piece of us and our, our, or a piece of our parents and us. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's cool um, to, that it like resonates yeah yeah so we're so happy oh go ahead i was gonna say too like i also feel like that the pieces of our parents and us we also make into our own Mm -hmm. because i think that like i I think that's like in a sense like that's our way of like kind of being okay with (laughs) our parents being part of our lives (laughs) it's not okay just like it's you know they're there they've become an influence on us right we're not their entire person, you know, we're our own person. That's a really good point. And again, this ongoing conversation with Cream Anacucci, who now offered to teach us drag. Are we game? I mean, some of us are gay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about game. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Well, I'm a game, not game, a goal. Hey. <laughs> let's, 
Let's go now. Put me in drag. Um, Put me in coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Kuminakuchi, we'll touch base in the summer when we're off this remote learning for some of us who teach and are tired of the screens. It'll be a fun adventure and great footage um, from Bruja to Bruja drag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? We'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see what this transformation story <laughs> undertakes um anywho that's the updates on our fan mail and the podcast okay so let's do um let's do a quick check-in um gene I, I i also want to like just make sure you're doing okay because you had a hard time talking there for a little bit so um let's start off with nicole first nicole how you doing you know what i'm okay i'm not on any um high uh and uh, allergy medicine so like i'm gonna be okay <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm am i okay that's relative but <laughs> um so last time last episode um i it was just it was just before my birthday mm-hmm. and so i had a really good birthday weekend Yay. Um, heather really outdid herself with my animal crossing themed birthday um she got me, she and Biscuit got me this vintage um, silk bomber jacket. It was so cool. That's got oh, um, oh. Alabama on the back. Vintage. Um, and it's super cool. Um, and it was delivered to me um, in a box, a white box with a red wow. ribbon that had Ooh. a balloon over it. Um, yes. I, however, I did not have a slingshot to shoot it down with, which was probably... <laughs> for the best. Um, she, she also made me a really cute cake. Um, and then Rhea <laughs> threw me an Animal Crossing birthday. I was so on, cool. Like on her island. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and we all tried to dress as close to our characters <laughs> as we could. So it was like hella cute. Uh, like um, probably one of the best birthdays, if not the best birthday I've ever had. Um, just because there was a lot of like... Um, like healing the like it's, like I was really treating my inner child mm-hmm. with all this like play um, which I, I don't think it's like I don't like I wasn't intentional about doing that but um, it turned out to be like cool like I don't give a f- like who cares that I'm turning 39 yeah and I had an, a fucking animal crossing birthday which mm-hmm. by the way um fuck all you uh scammers hey all the sanrio amiibos this morning um because there are a couple bitches that are <laughs> angry hell yeah <laughs> that's valid it, it was rude like any i digress i think the internet has said enough about these scammers um but um anyway aside from that like uh, I would I would say that the past couple weeks has been pretty exhausting and frustrating mm-hmm. in terms of like all the anti Asian violence mm-hmm. happening. Um, oh gosh! At the same time, though, it's like oh, this violence is like not new. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's it's just like I don't know. I like I don't know what is. I mean, I guess because of the the shooting in um, Atlanta. Um, like that got some news but I just I don't know like I'm, I'm very conflicted because mm-hmm. um like yes it's shitty um but this is very much a part of our like our history as Asians as Asian Americans um mm-hmm. like the whole fucking reason why most of us are here like mm-hmm. and are part of a diaspora or because is because of like violence against us mm-hmm. um so you know, in part, like, having to remind my parents, like, oh, yeah, still wear your masks if you're, you know, even though you got the vaccine, but it's yeah. also, like, hey, be careful, because, like, um, white men might be having a bad day mm-hmm. and might take it out on you, um, uh, so, I don't know, it's, it's a lot, and then, and just also trying to navigate, like, um, how other folks are responding to this, like, yeah the just the the real anti-sex work and yep. uh sex negativity like towards sex workers is just like so fucked up mm-hmm. um 
and just like the response to like we need more asian cops or like you're like you know call your congressman um like i don't know dude um (laughs) uh like a san francisco asian granny um xiao jen she i don't think i'm saying that right but i don't know if y'all heard about her crowd funder that her grandson threw um or put together it like really blew up super fast um Oh, and so, like, Asian Granny, like, uh, definitely whooped her attacker's ass. Hell yeah. Um, and the latest update, she said that she wants to, um, like, donate all this money to the Asian community, and she, like, just wants to heal from this and whatever, and stuff, and she says, we must not submit to racism, and we must fight to the death if necessary. Dang. So, mm. like, I don't know what it's going to take for the rest of the, like, pan-Asian community to, like, get on that <laughs> level. Um, right. Because She's clearly, progressive. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, you know, like, she... <sighs> Like, there are always folks like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the history of, like, Asian America and stuff, where there are, like, those outliers and, like, realists and, um, like, what is it going to take <laughs> for, like, folks to give up, like, model minority um, identification and, like, what's it going to take for to give up, like, these middle-of-the-road politics um, and realize that, like white supremacy and being close to whiteness is never going to work in our favor. Like, mm-hmm. what's it going to, what's it going to take? Cause um, I don't know, like the stuff that folks want to do within, within the system um, just is not working. And it, there's a whole history um, that proves that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's been a very um, frustrating Mm-hmm. Time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a uh, everyone disclaimer. I am on heavy allergy, double the whammy <laughs> on holistic and um, <laughs> over the counter allergy drugs. So be in the struggle with me here. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I definitely echo all your sentiments, Nicole. Um, I'm not even aware of when I'm raging my blood pressure, which I always talk about my journey with blood pressure because it's common in our community, um, mm-hmm. has been up, you know, because I just feel absolutely saturated by, yes, very crucial and vital news, but it's really, really um, activating um, in a way where, you know, I'm getting resurfacing trauma, right? And so I didn't even realize my own strength, so I broke my own shower handle because I wasn't aware of how I was out. <laughs> yes. Wait, didn't we have this like conversation last? Um, no, last I think I feel like we have had many um, some mention of Jean's white hot rage. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, this is one of many episodes that <laughs> allude to that. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so despite all that, I'm, I've been really trying to practice in meditation, right? Because waking up and looking at the news and then just carrying that entire stress with no, no wall or person to punch is no bueno, not healthy. Um, so I've been practicing meditation I'm trying to sit quietly and that may not seem like a daunting task for any of you listening, um, but it takes on a whole new meaning in a world that competes for your attention and constantly heightens your stress you know, it's killing you mentally and in the process, you don't even know it. So I am grounding myself, you know, stirring joy and journaling to maintain any kind of resilience when I digest the news. Like, do I just read the news and repeat it? Or do I read the news and then understand what is the subtext within this context? Um, I'm also learning the difference between being reactive and proactive, right? Like, Mm. um, which is mean not punching people in the head all day, you know what I mean? Um, And then I'm learning the difference between processing and then repressing emotions, right? So like, Mm. am I just keeping it and gonna break the next thing? Or am I like, okay, how am I feeling from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m.? Like, where am I at? Um, So it may not seem like much has changed, but I can feel the difference at night when I can actually sleep with less anxiety because the first three or four nights after, you know, last week's news, I was like waking up in hot sweats, like, you know, or it was like heightened senses, like they're coming up for me, you know? So um, hashtag life of an empath and life of a Virgo. That's me, Daniel. Well, um, can I also ask, and I pose this to the both of you, 
um, who work in um, majority not Asian spaces, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Like, where are are y'all like now the tokens in your spaces of like, um, how do we become better allies to Asians? You know, that's a really good question. Um, people in my workplace <clears throat> were actually, I actually, you know, shout out to Ren. They were really cool and gave me space without having to squeeze labor out of me. Um, they emailed me some, you know, places I could decompress, like, you know, a bunch of panels and workshops that, you know, were available. So it was really nice that I was not squeezed for emotional labor in this time. That's cool. I was given the day off too. It was awesome to read. That's um, pretty amazing. That's really nice. Yeah. I mean, but it is like the tip of the. Uh, yeah, very like, tip. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's very like the tip of um, uh, like the the many layers of uh, like what white supremacy does right. to, the whole to white people. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's me on my end, Daniel. Um, I'm gonna answer Nicole's question and like, and I'll also do like my check in. Mm -hmm. Um, so this week has. I'm just been like burnt out of work. Um, and also because of like the turmoil happening in the country and also just like a lot of the personal stuff. I'll start off with work to answer um, Nicole's question. Um, I find it like kind of like frustrating and like mystifying that my school administration um, who celebrates the, you know, like itself as like a diverse, inclusive and like equitable school still hasn't addressed the anti-Asian violence happening in the country. And also I found out like just this week that there's like down low, like anti-Asian racism that students and some of the staff have participated in. And I'm like, oh. It's a lot, um, And then also, I haven't even, I mean, like, at least like with me, at least for me, I can't, I can't say it for like the other like Asian folks um, in our staff and like, like students and parents, but like I have not been checked in on at all about like what's been happening. And like, um, I just find that kind of like strange for them to say that like, oh, we're like, we're a great school because like we're accepting of all people. But then at the same time, they kind of just like bury everything. Um, so I'm kind of just like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, this week too, um, one member of our staff did like a lesson about, you know, like regarding like anti-Asian violence, but then um, it was, framed kind of like strangely where uh, they talked about um, what is it they talked about privilege and I was like okay I could see that mm -hmm. I can see how it connects and then and then they talked about ignorance and then said ignorance is like not being like accepting of like other races and I was like that's not just what ignorance is mm -mm. and now like this like and that like I stopped the lesson and I talked to my students about like about like Asian granny and about mm -hmm. like the other like the other old Asian people who have been like um, victims of, of like this violence. And I was just like, we need that. We need something visceral for people to actually understand what's happening. Like that shouldn't be the case, but I feel like that's the thing that people need to see. Um, but um, so there's, there's that. And on top of that, like with my like library proposal, mm -hmm. um, I, and just being like a full-time teacher and a coach, like I feel like I'm not being recognized for the hard work I contribute to the school. Mm -hmm. So that's sounding more like a red flag to me professionally. And I absolutely, I'm like inching towards like maybe it is time for me to go. Mm -hmm. um, because if like if like I'm trying to be part of that solution, but they're not willing to listen to the solution, sometimes it's like, yeah, maybe it's. And like they haven't even like given me space to kind of like process kind of like what um what jeans people have done mm -hmm. like they haven't given me a day off or anything like it's just like work 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 kind of just like again like burying everything down so I don't think about it but it's at the forefront of my mind and I'm right. like okay um also this week is the last week before spring break and a lot of students um are like scrambling to get their essay finished mm -hmm. um with peer tutors two weeks of instruction on the short story that they had to write about and also 10 hours of classwork to work on the essay. I still have maybe like 20 students who haven't even started the essay. Wow. And then, and then I could tell you right now that like maybe next week will be like, Oh, mister, how can I, uh, how can I, uh, how can I, 
I'll be like, uh, it's too late. You had literally four weeks to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I might be like the stern teacher, but like I'm trying to prepare them for like what's going to happen in like college because mm-hmm. we are a college prep school. Um, I am trying to be gracious, but it's also hard for me to be gracious when they're not gracious to me. Right. Because they're like demanding. And I'm like, ah! um, and then personally, now that I'm back in person, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of just uh, doing things for like the adjustment period and also relearning and resetting boundaries. Um, I hate traffic and uh, the road rage has like returned. <laughs> um, and I also feel like when I get home, um, I just blink and then all of a sudden it's time to go to sleep. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, like I hate true. this. Um, I also feel less productive. I don't have time for myself. Um, and it takes on, it takes a toll on my personal life because like, I feel like I am so tired when I get home that I, like, even though I just like sit on the couch with my, with my boyfriend, I feel like I'm not spending time with him because I'm mm-hmm. so tired. Like I'm not present. Like I haven't texted like my really good friends because I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I haven't even called my mom in like two weeks. So I'm kind of just like, um, I need to figure that out again and reset a lot of like boundaries and hopefully right. spring break will like reset. Um, but good news though. Um, uh, I got a, a 75 inch TV. Hey, so what? you deserve it's, it. It's big as fuck. And it's like a movie theater. I'm going to, I'm going to turn my um, camera around. Sorry for the listeners that you can't see, but just imagine like a wall of TV. Wow. Wow, we're going to watch college football at your house? I'll be outside the window in the the balcony, (laughs) peeking on through. (laughs) Anyways, um, when everything is like, when the pan, uh, what is it called again? The buko pandemic? Buko (laughs) pandemic? Um, When the buko pandemic is done, we should have a movie night. Yes! We get to see our, our, one of our favorite cats again. Yes! Oh, I love that little monster. Love her. I'll start my evening there with um, Nicole's meds, and then we are good to go. (laughs) I like, I gave Jean, um, what did I give you? Like, off-brand Claritin and and Zyrtec, but did it make you as loopy? Yeah, no, not like this. I know who I am. Is my nose on my face? Um, But yeah. You got the good shit. (laughs) Um. Wow, this is a hefty check-in, so uh, thanks for surviving through this. Listen, these are hefty times. <laughs> a- yes, 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 yes. All right. <sighs> and so, what do we do? We eat. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and so, today's episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about desserts. Mm-hmm. Um, yum, 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 yum. It's a celebration, bitches. We're dreaming up of all the best treats in our culture that we individually love. Behind every treat, there is a story of nostalgia imprinting itself into our taste buds and memories. This episode is about Filipino desserts. We'd love to hear your stories of your faves while we share ours. Yay! Yay. Question number Isa. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite Filipino dessert and why? Your favorite Filipino dessert and why? Uh, okay. Um, for me, um, <laughs> I love Sapin Sapin. Um, are you all familiar with Sapin Sapin? No. May- oh, you know okay. what? I wonder if like, I just have like a Google image. I'll do a, like a Google search image. <laughs> then I'll I'm pretty sure I ate this. Yeah, like probably eaten it, but I don't. Don't know the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, it's a, like a colorful gelatinous rice cake. It's like layers of like, oh, I love purple, purple, white, yellow. Oh, I yes, think bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, I've always found it weird that it's like not the like the colors of the Philippine flag. <laughs> it's like yellow and white. And then like, why isn't there like, why isn't it blue or like red? But it's purple. Oh, I guess purple is like blue and red together. So that makes sense. Um, so it's chewy, it's sweet. And then, like, when it's, like, served on banana leaves, it just oh, hits different for some reason. So good. It just, it hits different. And I think there's, like, brown stuff that you put on top. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, like, a little salty. But, like, it's, I mean, like, sweet and salt always, like, goes, like, they, they go well together. Um, I haven't had it in a while, but I know that um, 
like on the west side, there's a store called like the Pampanga store Mm -hmm. um, that sells it. Um, But I also just haven't had time to go there or and buy them even when I live on the west side. I love something. Those are so good. I totally forgot about those. You know, it's like we know what they look like, but we don't know the name. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. And it kind of looks like the non-binary flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) It was made by um, it was made by anarchists, not by patriots. (laughs) Just kidding. Fake news from from Jean. Um, yeah, you got me real hungry for that. My favorite dessert of all time is Hala Hala. But let me be real specific. I like Hala Hala, um, like buffets or Chipotle style where you can assemble your own. I'm all about putting that nata de coco life, you know, like, oh, that's fucking jealous. Um, give me all the colors of a gelatinous coconut. Um, that was like, that was like what boba was before boba, you know, like they're square. No, they're cubes. Um, oh, no. Is that what the what they're called? Yes, yeah, Nata de Coco and like oh. Oh, so good. Um, and I remember just being at a buffet in Guam and it was called Kamayan and you can make your own. So I was like, fuck them sweet beans because they always try to fill the beans in the bottom of it. And then I was like, I would put the a lot of Lanka and Nata de Coco. And then a few years went by and they stopped doing those like hollow hollows that you can make your own. They gave them pre-served. I probably ruined it for everybody. And they would just put beans in them. This is and why Jean is not allowed back to the of Guam. <laughs> this is one of many, a hundred reasons. Um, give me the reason. Um, and I was super sad. Um, but yeah, those are the, that's the way I like my hollow hollow. That's me. What about you, Nicole? Um, you know, I can quite easily destroy um, a whole platter <laughs> of kuchinta. Yeah. Um, I mean... I, I need my kuchinta to be with hella coconut shreds. Mm-hmm. So like for the most part, I just end up adding my own because the store bought um, like the little packets. Like, yeah, it's not enough. The ratio, they rob you. The ratio is fucked up. And I did mention this before. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my political platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like, I've always loved kuchinta. I think uh, like, I really love that it's not hella sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it's like, I love the texture, which I, most people don't. Uh, I don't, I guess most Westerners don't. Um, but I love that it's like, and, uh, and jiggly and um, like really bright ass orange. Yeah, sometimes um, a brown or orange, right? Yeah, which I love both, right? And I don't care if they're like the size of silver dollars or hockey pucks. <laughs> I will try to fit as much of it in my mouth as I that as possible. Um, so, like, I just I love a cuchinta. They're a little bit firmer than a sapinsapin, right? Like, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and. I think my mom tried to make them ones. <laughs> little turn out good. <laughs> no. So I kind of just, I kind of just uh, get the store bought. But oh I always God. see Sapin Sapin at like, um, uh, God, what's what's it called? Secret City. Secret City is always oh. there. Always. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, like over by the um, by the registers. Okay. <laughs> There's like they always oh, have and, like little like. like like styrofoam packages yeah. with like plastic around. We want that banana leaf, yeah. man. No. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to talk. You're gonna have to look at who they bought it from. <laughs> Can I get a banana leaf with the styrofoam, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to continue the question, um, question Bellawa. Um, what is a non-common Filipino dessert that you love? You love that is a guilty pleasure. So before we answer this question, Nicole made a really good point when we were um, doing the outline and was like, what do you mean non-common? And it's, I meant when I made the outline, I want to make it clear is like that white people don't really know about these particular ones. Um, They've yet to reach the shores of popularity, I guess, in pop culture, but um, I'll start, I'll kick it off. I love Taho and I love it off the streets of the Philippines. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what kind of like, Syrup, the syrup and the hotness like of its freshness is just hits different um so Tahoe has those big tapioca balls hot sweet syrup and hot tofu it's just hot but it's so good um the street vendor would make noise outside and we'd like shuffle out there and i can still <laughs> the take whole, <laughs> <you know? laughs> the whole. 
still taste it talking about it. And I've, I haven't found anywhere in America that has replicated the right way. Like sometimes they do it cold. Like I don't understand why they do this and ruin it. Um, so my mom, um, so that, that's, that's definitely numero uno. And the second thing is like my mom used to make avocado shakes. Like she'd mix like sweet, heavy cream, ice cubes that are blended and sugar. And I remember taking a friend out here because they do it at like some boba shops where they do avocado drinks. And they were just like, this is like drinking guacamole. And I was like, it's not the same thing, dude. Um, so those are two things I would fight, fight someone for. Um, but yeah, it's me. What about you, Nicole? You know, um, so like I, I've never been to the Philippines, um, but like my mom would make taho at home, um, and <laughs> and so I've never had that experience. But I fucking love it. It's that silken tofu. Yes, so good, and it still like blows my mind because I I am I only associate it with as like a hot day like treat mm-hmm. or like a dessert like i don't know if people eat that for breakfast yeah <laughs> like that's wild i gotta hit amazing. up your mom man like i don't <laughs> excuse i mean tita. also like we can make that gene okay <laughs> oh yeah we can definitely make that yes yes I, yes yes, yeah. yes um so i technically um i i'm i'm gonna reference a candy Mm. Uh, but it's so it's called uh, turones de casoy um and mm. they're they're nougats that are wrapped in thick um rice paper so like it looks like you shouldn't eat the wrapper because the wrapper just looks like fucking wrapper but then Man. you bite into it and it's like nougat i um, forgot this so good. oh yeah that shit like gets in my teeth and i get a toothache um so <sighs> I guess that that would make it guilty is like, cause I know my dentist is going to like kick my ass. Like, <laughs> so I go here. My mouth but, is watering, um, but yeah, I could, I could definitely like destroy so many of those and just have the like crumbs from the paper, mm-hmm. like just all over my shirt <laughs> and like on my tummy. Um, but yeah, I, I love those a lot. I, <laughs> I definitely um, made a request uh, from uh, a request of Kuya Constancio uh, to bring me back a pack because I have a really hard time finding them out. Yeah, because they're like hard by the time, like super hard by the time yeah. you yeah. get over here. Um, I've eaten an old ass one. Um, oh, but- it's it bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was des- desperate times, desperate times. Yeah, you just, you like, you got to eat them like. Ooh, they're so good for us. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Daniel? Wait, so, Jean, when you talked about Taho, it kind of, like, um, made me think back to when, like, I was a little kid in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not, like, my, this is not my, like, non-common Filipino dessert, but I remember, like, sometimes right alongside, like, the Taho people, like, in the afternoons, there'd be, like, a person who would be, like, um, who would be pushing, like, this cart with, um, with, like, tops, mm-hmm, and inside mm-hmm. is ice cream, and they would, like, yes scoop ice cream and and like people would call it like dirty ice cream but like it's like so good yeah Didn't it so have, yeah good. you're right you're right about the dirty ice cream mm-hmm. um but um but my like non-com filipino dessert is called pastillas de leche um mm. it's a no bake no cook dessert um so it's just powdered milk mixed with like condensed or like e- evaporated milk i think and um like sugar and then you just mix it all up and it becomes like this like doughy sugary so goodness. Good. Um, they look like white rabbit candies. Y'all know what that is? Yes. Okay. Um, and it just like melts in your mouth. Um, my aunt, um, so my mom's sister would make these during the holidays and would sell them and like she wouldn't make bank. Like she she loves making them and she loves selling them. Um, and then like I, I just thought about this like a little like today and I was just mm-hmm. like she's I my aunt is probably like the reason why I love cooking. Um, because she was like she was so sweet she was like the cook of the family and like I was always like right next to her like whenever she's cooking um so thank you to my auntie thanks Tita yeah Um, and also like uh the the thing I love about pastillas too is that like we wrap them in cellophane Mm -hmm. and like many colors so it's just like a gay party I love it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh queering Christmas a Filipinex tradition new philippine x traditions oh my god is that our uh is that our proposal um no that's that's the paper we're gonna co-write yeah yeah with complimentary food buffet of pastillas 
Um, man, you, you both make me think about the packaging and just, just seeing the pack. That takes, is extensive work for just a second of eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, are they, are they usually, well, what they come in like two lengths, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like they're mm-hmm. either short. Yeah, I guess the they're kind of like Tootsie Rolls. Like yes. you can get them short or you can get them long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, those are so good. They're better than Tootsie Rolls. And we I mean, they're pretty good. They don't look like dookies. So <laughs> Fun. We, make, we don't make them. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Hey, that'd be cool. That can be a post-pandemic thing to do. A dessert can, exchange. Hey, I'm and down for that. It's going to be a Bruja Baddies, a diabetic episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next fun question here is if you were a Filipino dessert, what would you be and why? It doesn't matter if you'd eat it or not. <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, guess what? I'm good, still going to eat it. Um, <laughs> so for me, I think I would be an ensaymada um, mm. because uh, I'm soft on the inside and also cheesy on the outside. <laughs> um, but um, I do have a story about this too. Um, so my mom when she was like pregnant with me, um, like I, it's the, the term that she uses is like naglilihe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she like is cra- like she was craving enzymatis all the time, to- like all the time. So like she would eat enzymatis all the time. And the, the, sometimes she would be like, well, that's why you're like, you're good at dancing because you're like flexible. <laughs> um, but also I think that's why you're so like, like sensitive because <laughs> it's just like I think that's why you're sensitive because the, I ate a lot of like really soft foods when when I was pregnant with you and I was like okay mom like sure <laughs> I guess like that's like a Filipino not superstition but just like a belief yeah that Abs- like whatever absolutely. you eat whatever <laughs> you eat when you're pregnant is what your kids become so I guess I am an enzymada wow that is so funny and I I guess like I don't think we've ever discussed that like cultural uh belief of like you like that your kids turn out the way like what you craved we gotta save that i'll put that in the notes y'all put that because now i'm thinking about like because my mom really liked eggs likes to eat eggs when she was pregnant Mm -hmm. um and that's why that's why she said like a birthmark of mine looks like like egg whites or something Oh. oh my goodness anyway um you know, I, I, I don't know. Th- this is kind of like the question of if you met yourself, would you fuck yourself? <laughs> um, but like dessert, <laughs> Filipino dessert remix. Um, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about this. Um, so I don't know. Like, am I thick and jiggly like a cuchinta, subtly sweet? Or do I rise above the heat like a palitao? Dang. Dude. I don't know. Ooh, metaphors. <laughs> Y'all DM, DM us what you think. Team Kuchinta, <laughs> Team Palitao. Who knows? It, we'll find Who out knows? in the next episode. We'll find out in the next episode. <laughs> also, for my cheese, this fucking, uh, I don't know if you, you know this uh, reference. It's um, when Will Ferrell would be Harry Carey on SNL. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you know what? Forget it. Let's move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, oh wait, Nic- Nicole. You know what? Maybe what? we could. Uh, oh, when um when cream in the coochie mm-hmm. puts me in drag, maybe mm-hmm. my name could be cream in the cuchinta. Oh, you know what? Um, I approve. write those notes. Not that you need my <laughs> approval, but I do give my blessing. <laughs> this- oh, and I could have like I could have white hair for like coconut. Right. When you make it big, Daniel, on your drag career, you can always pay homage to uh, <laughs> Nicole as maybe inspiration. That's, maybe that's going to be like my, um, my aesthetic, like Filipino dessert. Hey. You know what? Don't be saying that too out loud because, you know, if, when you see another Filipino on drag race, <laughs> all of a sudden dress up <laughs> as a fucking, um, you know, whatever. Dressed as a hollow hollow, we're gonna know where they stole it from. <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna say it right now, this is copyrighted and this is my uh, my uh, property. So hey, here we go. I mean, we do have a lawyer on retainer. 
Right. Um, We don't have our transcripts all together though yet. So we're working (laughs) on it. We're working on our evidence. Um, Just for me, I I am a Tehran. I'm totally a (laughs) Tehran. Unlike Daniel, I'm (laughs) I'm hard on the outside. I'm hard ass Virgo life. And I'm soft on the inside. I really am. It always takes out of me when I'm like super mean. I'm extinguished at the end of the day, but you know. (laughs) Job's got to get done. Um, I have to disagree. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because, and because maybe, like, maybe you're a Turan, like, when it's been, um, when it gets soft. <laughs> <laughs> because you're, like, I, maybe it's when, when you go into your white hot rage. Yes. That you're, like, hard. But I'm pretty sure that anyone who, like, knows knows you. You're, you're soft. I am a, you know what, you're right. That is so true. I am a Tyrone after two or three days. You know or what like, I mean? Tyrone after, like, it's been wrapped for, like, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a little, a little it's when you take it home from the restaurant. <laughs> I am, right. you know. I think that I have intentions of wanting to be hard or that perception. But, yeah, you're right. Let's be honest. Like, I'm mushy. And, you know, what, I would, right. if on a good day, I would still eat a soggy Tyrone. <laughs> you know what that's between you and Jesus <laughs> um yeah I would say maybe like a hopia Ooh, why Ooh, because like because they uh I think there's like that deception of like hardness <laughs> <laughs> you know though there are some hopia that are like they've almost got um, too thick of an outside you know when yeah you're like it for the center and definitely, uh, like, uh, cannot be, um, what, like, like, uh, you cannot be moved. Like, that density. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Is definitely, like, uh, Making I you thirsty. You, I think you have that in you. Um, you know what? We could psychoanalyze all day on this. You know, again, leave it in the DMs. What does y'all think you are? Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> hilarious um moving on daniel what's our next question yeah so um do y'all know any interesting tidbits about desserts like for example it's history or creation um what you uh what you find out jean so i i grew up liking buku pandan and my mom would say like pandan is a leaf and i was always like why is this leaf so fucking delicious Oh my god. You know, like a, why? You gotta make that into a comic. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so I checked Wiki, our friends at Wiki, um, and I found out pandan is not only used in like, you know, as food coloring, and it's part of that infamous buco pandan young coconut dessert. Um, it's also used as medicine, air freshener, and in savory dishes, not just sweet. Um, and it's not only used in the Philippines, but also Indonesia and Malaysia. So that leaf is resilient like our people. Um, so yeah, yene. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm mostly just like a consumer mm-hmm. of, uh, of um, desserts, not quite a historian. Um, however, I did not know that puto... <laughs> <laughs> was a swear word in Spanish until, you know, I got to elementary school and, and met some uh, Mexican kids. Um, yeah, I just grew up eating puto. That's like one of my, that's the thing that my mom makes. That's like, that's her shit. Um, and so, you know, like I bring it to school as like my, I don't know, like something I eat on the bus on the way to school, um, just slathered with butter, warm Swaffed. Um, the cheese and, on top. Oh, the you know cheese what? on top. I don't fuck with the cheese on the <gasps> bread, on the sweet desserts. I don't. I don't yeah, get it. I love the cheese. I think okay. this is like okay. this is the colonizer that got to me. <laughs> like it's the lactose intolerance. It's oh the, yeah, kiss I, of death. I can't really fuck with the cheese on the sweet breads. I don't. Well, like not a cheddar cheese, like. Like I could do like a cream cheese, but not like a. I think it's weird. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna blame the Mormons on this one. <laughs> um, and uh, oh gosh, what was I going with? Oh, so yeah, like people are like, oh, what are you eating? Like a muffin or a cupcake or something? I'm like, no, it's puto. <laughs> they're like, oh, ho, ho, ho. 
Whoa. Um, but, but that also leads me to, um, like, basically, you know how we are, like, cousins of the same colonizer with, like, mm-hmm. less next folks? Like, have you ever, like, thought about how a De La Rosa is basically a pulverone? I've never had a Delarosa, but yes, I've seen like illustrations of Delarosas, and yeah, they do they yeah. taste the same? Um, no, I would say that a Delarosa is definitely sweeter. Ooh. Um, and like more, I guess depending on who makes the um, pulverone, I, I would say that like the density is different than a pulverone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like I I think of that so much. I think of pulverone every time I eat. Can we take a pause on this pulverone? How do they get all those grains to attach together? (gasps) Wait, okay. There's a mold. Besides the mold, what else Um, keeps them together? Butter. My my aunt who would use pastilla would make pastillas would also make pulverones and would also wrap them in cellophane. Dang! Thank you for debunking that uh, (laughs) mystery for me. Jeans mystery. <laughs> like, what? What is it? <laughs> what is the bond that keeps the pulverone? <laughs> we are all of us in the diaspora are like a grain of the pulverone. Oh, because... you are full of poetry tonight, Nicole. I'm full of poetry. Oh, full of poetry. Listen, pulverichy. No, just kidding. some. Some of us are penny pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I can't wait. But, uh, like, you know, like, we have a type of leche flan. <laughs> and, like, yes. Latinx folks have have flan. Like, the, uh, our desserts, like, there's a lot of crossover. Hold like, up on this leche flan. How come our leche flan it has to be tiny? And there's this massive, like, when I went over there to uh, Mariana's, I was like, um, there, we need to get on board with their serving sizes on this leche flan. Like, you know what it is? Body shame. <laughs> oh i love this episode so much daniel tell us what you know any any tidbits fun tidbits about desserts yes so kind of like eugene i also um went on wikipedia because (laughs) i was a curious little um weirdo um and like i wanted to know a little bit about makapuno because I was also craving some like macapuno ice cream, but mm-hmm. I found out that macapuno is just an abnormal coconut. <laughs> so, like, who <laughs> um, knew? So, according to according to Wikipedia, uh, macapuno is just an abnormal development of the endosperm, and that last word was just like, okay, makes you feel kind of tingly and funny. Um, but it's practically like the coconut like fruit practically just like grew so much that it's like filled with coconut fruit. Um, that's why it's called macapuno. Um, because of the substance inside the seed. And in other words, um, fill me up and make me puno with maca puno. Wow, that sounds, that's kind of homoerotic, dude. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about endosperm. So. Yeah, we're, I'm okay with it. You know, we got some um, good pickup lines, I guess, now after this episode. So poetry, pickup lines. We're definitely queering desserts. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that's going to be our next paper <laughs> watch out triple as here we come um so with, with all this dessert talk um how do y'all think about um the impact of filipinos and desserts um i guess on like the wider world of mm-hmm. desserts because like fucking everyone's got like an ube Right. So, um, tell me your, tell me your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so like, you know how people say that like music is like a universal language, but I feel like food is, um, like a much stronger, like connector of like people. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I think that Filipino desserts, um, and I guess it's like Filipino food in general too, only bring like a minimal amount of Filipino visibility, um, especially in like the culinary world. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, I mean, like our foods are very unique. Um, like the combinations are very, very different from like other cuisines. Um, but I think many people still believe that our foods are like exotic delicacies and like mm-hmm. weird foods, but like we grew up eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've read 
cookbook, like literally like word for word, like read all the ingredients and like just like read it like a nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um uh and like the books have like they all share kind of this weird, like uh not weird, but like this interesting epiphany. Um that Filipino cuisine is interesting, it's impressive, it's different, but it hasn't ever like broken into the mainstream or even considered the cuisine. Wow. Um and like in one in one of the cookbooks, um, so the author was talking about how he wanted to bring Filipino cuisine to the forefront. Um, because it's like a special uh like you know, like cultural food. Kind of like you know how like there's Indian cuisine, there's like Chinese cuisine and all that stuff, but there isn't really like Filipino quote quote cuisine. Um and when he pitched that to um you know, like the person who was pitching it to, that person was just like, oh no, there's no such thing as Filipino cuisine. And then in my head, I was just like, what the fuck? Like there is. Um, so my question is like, or I guess like, how can we get to that level? Mm-hmm. Like really make Filipinos and their talents and our foods and our culture be visible? Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, you really raise a good point. Like the whole, how do we get to this level? I think that we are at a level, and I think that this is really a situation about gatekeeping in, you know, it's, you know, it's just as much as about like colorism as it is about like, you know, indigenous, you know, still considering this as indigenous and making that a negative thing to be indigenous um, because, you know, we use pig's blood or something, you know, Um, so that's really interesting that you have made that. Fa- that's that's a paper idea. <laughs> You're full of ideas. You better put copyright them all on here. Um, yeah, um, you know, and that makes me rearrange my my ans- my initial answer to this. You know, um, I thought I was paying homage, you know, by seeing ube or leche flan or like a Filipino flavor at a boba shop. But at the same time, it's like out of the many things and wonderful desserts that we talked about tonight and all the other foods we have yet to talk about. Um, why, why are there only like three or four flavors that have made it, made the cut, you know, cause they're salient to <clears throat> like white and Western audiences or that they can be marked up because, you know, they're considered exotic, um, or that they know that Filipinos are detrimental, like, or crucial is a better word consumers. Um, and that we can, you know, we do love those flavors. So yeah, um, in a closing kind of question to our conversation opens up even more questions about our relationship with food and those who are outside of our culture relating to food. Nicole, do you have anything to add? I guess like, um, oh, I have tons of things to add. (laughs) Um, But like, if you think about like the culinary world, and this is just me speaking as like some ding dong who likes (laughs) likes to go to a restaurant week (laughs) like I don't I'm not like a foodie or anything like that um but yeah or like the relationship of like um Filipinos and just like content rather than like Filipinos as like servers Mm -hmm. um like you know what I'm saying because like I, I would say that like um generally speaking uh non Filipinos would consider Filipinos to be like nurses and mm-hmm. you know so on and so on or like oh, see. or like you know graphic designers just like but I and even though there was a Filipina who was a chef in the White House right mm-hmm. like I you don't I don't really see a lot of um like pushing Filipino food beyond um like have this balut on fear factor you, right. you know like <laughs> um I mean we we do have like great opportunities to visit like great restaurants and stuff like um you know I Bebo's in Long Beach I hope they they can recover from a fire mm-hmm. they they're really tasty um Mamser in LA mm-hmm. was like really good and even Las Vegas has OG Lola's right so like mm-hmm. um like there's so there's there's so many Filipinos that like are that are doing great things with food um but like yeah gatekeeping and so on and so forth um i i think like maybe we'll get to a, a point where uh Yube will be a feature <laughs> on great uh gbbo is a, a great british bake-off mm-hmm. um and like i could, <laughs> i feel like that would be like the epitome of like filipino desserts 
like in pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want, <laughs> I want folks to want more than just that. Like, yeah. um, and, and I see these parallels in uh, fandom where it's like representation matters and like, yeah, but that's like, that's just the tip of yeah. um, what it means to have representation. Cause like, does it, okay. So say Ube is in um, GBBO. Does that, how does that um, translate to someone um, heating up synagogue and like the shared work break room and like what is that interaction going to look like because because your coworker is not bringing ube but they're heating up something sour sour right. and possibly fishy like how right. how is um like the mainstreaming of like cutesy things um how does that impact like the <laughs> fucking microaggressions that people face or even just like i so <laughs> I I am on one. Like Jean is on 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 some meds. <laughs> like I I took a a pessimist pill or something because like um, <sighs> Lord, like representation is just it's kind of corny. Yeah. But like yeah. But um, it's crumbs though. You know, like and it yeah. it, goes, it goes back to Daniel's main point of like it's minimal Filipino visibility to just pick and choose when honestly, like there is a wealth of awesome cuisine that, you know what? Yes. Our people just get to enjoy without, um, <laughs> without being marketed or um, being overpriced or, you know what I mean? It's still, it still can be an accessible way of home or a one choice, two choice restaurant, but <clears throat> yeah, there's a price to things getting popular. Right. Um, in right. terms of, it's just a really complex issue that I didn't think it would come out of our fun dessert episode, but you know, <laughs> oh, we got one. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, my my pessimism trail <laughs> was like so. Apparently, uh, in some state that borders Nevada, <laughs> just got a district attorney as like their first Filipino, and I'm like, I don't know. Folks are like really ecstatic about it and I'm just like I don't is this the representation that you want like you want you want your oppressors to look like you is, is that what you want right it's um you know it's not it's you pose another great question of many questions is that is just sharing an ethnic identity enough is you know there's we're complex nuanced people and um, mm-hmm. those other factors need to be considered just like our food um so yeah many questions oh yeah go ahead speaking of uh, complexities too i just find it like so uh perplexing Mm -hmm. when people pronounce um ube as oob oh no why would you do that here have you have you met a filipino (laughs) like and like and i went to i think i went to like a cafe 86 too in like or something like cafe 86 kind of a uh, restaurant in california Mm -hmm. um and literally the worker there, who was also Filipino, was just like, yeah, do you want some, like, oob leche flan? And I was no! like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I, I really hope that they were just fucking with you. I hope so, because I got offended. Yeah. That's uh, sacrilegious. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> Way to let's, end let's on be, a sad note. <laughs> but but let's, let's be clear, that was not Cafe 86. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because... Um, I do love that place. Yeah, I, it's delicious. Get your yeah, ube over there. Um, and so, along those lines, what are we recommending? Tell us, Nicole. All right. So, I definitely redistributed my paycheck back to my employer uh, to buy some <laughs> bike shorts and some full-length leggings. Mm, because, yes. um, shorts. So, we go hiking. I have to wear, like, a sport legging. Um, and the ones that I own are really old and they like fall off my ass when I do anything in them. So I had to get new ones and they didn't have pockets, but these bike shorts and these leggings have really deep pockets so I can put my old ass iPhone six. Yeah. My iPhone six can fit in it. (laughs) And, um, they're very switch can fit in it too. (laughs) Exactly. You know what though? No, I'm not going to bring the switch because I did get in trouble. Bring the switch somewhere where like we were just supposed to just be us 
So the switch will not the switch ain't coming on a hike. Or else I can take a hike. Yikes. I'm just kidding. Heather's gonna hear this and she's gonna be like, that's not what I said. <laughs> she didn't say any of that. Um oh yeah, so I bought these pants and they and bike shorts. So um and they fit really well and they make my butt look really nice. So that's, that's a recommendation smart. number one. Recommendation and also I have like an employee discount, so it didn't cost too much for me. Although, I mean like this, there's always a promotion running, so I think you can get them for not um, full price. Um, number two, I don't know if y'all have seen the TikToks of a uh, DiCarlo J. Raspberry. He's an actor, and he does these um, horny lyrical readings um, in the voice of Maya Angelou, and um, they are amazing. Like, I, the first one that I saw was um, him reading or. I, yeah, reading um, Janet Jackson's Anytime, Anyplace. And that, like, really, you, y'all just have to watch it because there's a chuckle that just really brings out Dr. Maya Angelou Ooh. in this. There's a reading of the thong song. Yes. So check that out. And then number three, my new pronoun, Kuyate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kidding. I did not make that up, but it's, <laughs> and they're a Southern California based apparel company. Um, and I'm probably going to use part of my Stimmy and Me on their Mabuhai t-shirt. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like I'm like real late to the game on Kuyate because, um, <laughs> the algorithms are like hella racist and shit for not showing yeah. me them earlier, but I guess like hella people already follow them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <gasps> Sorry, I got distracted by Kuyate. Went to the website, and I'm probably <laughs> gonna buy something too. Um, uh, my first recommendation is one of the uh, cookbooks that I read. It's a cookbook memoir, which I find kind of like an interesting um, fusion. Um, it's called. The title is um, "Amboy Recipes from the Filipino American Dream." It's by Alvin Kailan. Um, have y'all been to uh, like the uh, restaurant in um, LA called Egg Slut? I think there's one in Vegas too. I think there's one in, is it Crystals or Aria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in, it's, it's in one of those. Yeah. Oh, I think it is the Cosmo. But yeah, so that um, restaurant was started by a Filipino. Wow. Um, and, and he's the author of like this book. Um, so it's a fusion cookbook. So he combines, he creates Filipino food with French like techniques. Um, like I was looking at like adobo ratatouille and I'm like, I'm all about it. Um, I mean, isn't, isn't Sinigang basically like bouillabaisse? <laughs> yeah, it is. And like, what is it? Um, Caldereta is also buco. Um, but yeah, so uh, in Amboy, uh, Kailan talks about bringing Filipino food to the forefront of the culinary world. But also he talks about growing up as an Amboy, so like, an, uh, like an American, fellow American boy um, who had to negotiate parts of his identity. But then he realizes that one shouldn't have to negotiate. Hell yeah. Um, number two, um, we talked about it earlier. Well, we kind of like talked about it adjacent. Um, but uh, Cafe 86 for all the Ube fans. Um, yeah. I haven't been in a while because of the uh, pandemic, but uh, they're really good. And then lastly, and I've uh, already recommended this before. Um, and in... Um, you know, like, because of, like, what's happening in our country, I think people should start reading Minor Feelings and Asian American Reckoning by Kathy Park Hong. Um, it's, it's time for, like, everyone, both Asian and non-Asian alike, to come to terms about, like, the Asian American experience and history and our place in the social political landscape. Um, one of the things that Hong talks about is, like, the model minority that, like, happens within, like, the Asian um, community and also a lot of, like, the violence that has happened to, like, the Asian community and so much of the anxieties and frustrations that Asian folks have. And she writes them very bluntly. And that's what I, uh, that's, I guess like at this point in my life, like um, I know we talked about desserts, but like I, I ain't got no time for a sugar coating. Like mm-hmm. give it to me. Uh, Please read it. Wordsmiths, all of you. Oh, um, I do want to add mm-hmm. that Cafe 86 is doing online orders and then you just pick it up when it's ready. Because I, I went like a month ago. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. They have no dine-in for sure. 
Um, so I have my three. So numero uno, um, instead of those plastic cones for your dog, because my dog um, just got his um, his self fixed. So no babies for Stitch or Rooney, my bad Stitch. Um, I highly recommend um, these inflatable collars. Um, they make them less anxious because they can see like their peripheral. Um, you can get them at Petco. Um, they're really helpful. I mean, but I put it on wrong, so it kind of broke the first one. But, you know, when you get it right, <laughs> it's really effective, y'all. Um, number two, I want to shout out, always a huge fan of the UNLV Care Center. On- yes. Yeah, they are so solid and so great. Um, They provided a script that I can use for this fill out mental health panel. By the time this episode Mm -hmm. airs, you probably (laughs) too late to attend. But anywho, they helped um, provide a script for any um, activating um, content that will stir trauma uh, responses. So um, thanks, Brenda. Um, And number three, check out the Art Day with Beyond Art Journal. This is, I wish this organization existed when I was an undergrad. They're multidisciplinary, all about everything creative, writing, art, dance, songwriting, and they put it into um, a publication, but (laughs) it's kind of like a zine to me. Um, And so they have a um, teaching days. I'm teaching on April 3rd. I'm at around 1 p.m. Zoom mission is free. Anyone and everyone is welcome. Um, check them out. Yes, we love these recs. Um, well, you know, um, this episode may not have been short, but definitely has been real sweet. <laughs> and maybe some parts a little bit like sour and salty, but you know, sometimes desserts are sweet. But this is Daniel. This is Nicole. And this is Jean. This is a podcast to magically disappoint your parents, but not your taste buds. <laughs> <laughs>